0: worried writer helping you to overcome fear self-doubt and procrastination to get the work done i'm your host sarah painter and i'm a novelist and self-confessed worried writer for show notes resources and much more please head to worriedwriter.com and now on with the show Welcome to episode 58 of The Worried Writer. I'm recording this on Saturday, the 30th of November, and it is a bright, crisp day here in Scotland. This episode is another just me show. I've hit a bit of a wall regarding my energy, and I hope you don't mind a low key episode. I will be back brighter and fully recharged on the 1st of January and there will be loads more interview episodes coming up next year. But I'm definitely feeling the effects of the short, dark days uh, here in Scotland, and I think there's also the accumulative effect of a busy and productive year. Also, I do think it's a good opportunity to reflect on the year and to share some of the things that I've learned. As always, I hope they are useful to you and that there is something you can take away whatever stage of your writing career you are currently at. Before we get to that section, I want to welcome new listeners who may have jumped on board after my appearance on the SPF podcast. Thank you too for all the nice messages that I've received regarding that interview. I really appreciate it. Also, a thank you for the great response on my last episode in which I talked about branding and marketing. I am about halfway through a a branding, marketing, selling book uh, for authors, and that has just been really interesting. It's really helped me to clarify my thoughts on the subject, um, and I am focusing on the sort of mindset shift that is needed for marketing and branding and selling, rather than specific techniques, more sort of strategy and mindset. So although I am not a marketing guru uh, or advertising expert in any sense, um, I do think that I've got hopefully some useful thoughts um, to share on that subject. Um, so yes, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying working through those and I hope that it will be something useful in the end. As you know, I don't have adverts on this show, apart from occasionally mentioning my own books. Which reminds me, The Fox's Curse, book three of the Crow Investigation series, just came out. So if you like the sound of mysteries set in contemporary London, but with magical families, then do check it out. Anyway, as I say, the time and cost for producing this show is entirely supported by my lovely patrons on Patreon. So a massive thank you to all my supporters on Patreon. Thank you. And a shout out to new patrons. Thank you to Esther Gaetan Ferretti's, I'm so sorry, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, Abigail Hilton, and Kelly Adair. Thank you so much. It means so much to me that you are willing to support the show in this way, and it demonstrates that you value it and want it to continue. If you are interested in supporting the show, head to patreon.com forward slash worriedwriter and for as little as $2 a month, which I think is about £1.50 perhaps um, in the UK, you get access to the exclusive audio extras which go up in the middle of every month. I think there are 20 in the backlist, so plenty of listening if you would like more of my voice. So that is at patreon.com forward slash writer and that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com. So on to my year recap. It's been a really good year workwise. I've actually hit a super big goal of mine a couple of years before I expected or hoped to and I will share that in a moment. First though, I'm really proud of the amount of writing I've done and the projects I've completed. As long-term listeners know... I'm not a very fast writer, and I've been trying to improve my productivity since I started this podcast almost five years ago. It's something I always ask my guests about, and when I'm chatting to super-fast or productive writers, it's the thing I'm most keen to get tips on. Since I have improved, I thought I would share the things that have worked for me this year. First, keeping a regular and familiar schedule. My working days follow the same pattern which cuts down on making decisions and makes me feel calm and in control. So every day I wake up at the same time with the alarm, I write first thing, um, I go for a walk at the same time, I usually eat the same breakfast which is porridge with uh, a sliced banana and honey on top if you're interested. And I work in the same place and I sort of, I start and I finish at the same time. Um, there's not really much else to say about my schedule because it's, it's fairly dull. It's me sitting, typing or reading or taking a Netflix break. Um, that's pretty much it. So since my usual working routine is spent at home, it's also been good to break that up a wee bit. So although the rule is that a regular and familiar schedule where every day is the same is kind of the rule, um, I have also found it really useful to just break that up a tiny wee bit. So I've had days out meeting writer friends for tea and writing sessions in a local cafe. That has been so good for my soul as well as my word count. And I've also done two writing retreats this year, both of which were absolutely brilliant and resulted in a decent word count, which is something of a miracle considering the amount of wine that was consumed as well. Really important has been accepting my writing process and not stressing about changing it. Again, if you have been listening to this show for a wee while, you will be well aware that I have been a frustrated discovery writer, or pantser. I have been trying to learn how to plot, as I was convinced it was the only way to increase my writing speed and productivity. And, I'll be honest, I think I had this lingering feeling that plotting was what serious professional writers did and that I wasn't a proper author until I did it too. This year, though, I've embraced my messy, inefficient process. And oddly enough, it's actually been far less inefficient over the last three books. I don't know whether that's just luck, or a symptom of the type of books I've been writing, but I've felt that I've got a handle on the stories a lot quicker. Mostly. (laughs) It could also just be practice, of course. Every book I write, I get a wee bit more experienced at writing books. So it makes sense that some of them shape up a wee bit quicker. Just a quick counterpoint, uh, I have also been struggling with a first draft of a different project, um, and the story keeps changing. So I think it's fair to say that it isn't a linear improvement, and that different books will still take different amounts of time or effort or, you know, tears. (laughs) Still, making peace with my process and recognising that it's mine and that I should celebrate the fact that I can write and finish novels at all, rather than beating myself up over my perceived failings, has been very helpful. As before, I do recommend Dean Wesley Smith's Writing Into the Dark. If you are a um, discovery or non-plotting writer and you worry about it, um, you might find that useful and reassuring as I did. Okay, another factor this year, uh, grief. Now, this isn't an actionable tip, or something that I want to make light of, but in the interest of being as open and honest with you as possible. It is only right that I mention this. As you may know, I lost my mum last year and have been deep in grief. One of my coping mechanisms has been to throw myself into work. Specifically, living in the fictional world of Crow Investigations, I've found it a welcome distraction and a real comfort. It's also had an effect on my mindset and self-confidence, which is another reason I mention it, as I think it's one of the most important factors in my leap of writing productivity this year. Having something so awful happen has really put publishing into perspective for me. It's helped me to truly internalise and believe the phrase, it's just a book. And that has been so freeing. I've also had that slap in the face realisation that mortality is a real thing, and that phrases like seize the day and life isn't a dress rehearsal aren't just overused homilies. They are true. Ultimately, there are lots of stories I want to tell, books I want to write, and I want to practice and improve and become as good a writer as is possible. This has lit a fire underneath me as I am painfully aware that time is, quite literally, running out. So, with that rather heavy message, uh, let me move on to the positive reasons for my altered mindset. When I write now, I know that it will be read if I want it to be. Let me explain. Since going hybrid, I'm no longer writing books on spec or hoping that my agent or editor likes them. I just have to write the best book that I'm capable of at that time, and then I can put it out myself. Now this, for me, has been key to my increase in productivity. I truly didn't realise just how soul-destroying it was before to not know if the thing I was working on would ever see the light of day. It was a continual, subconscious concern. What if I was wasting my time on this particular project and it would never get a deal or make any money and I would have to make money some other way and maybe I ought to look into that right now instead of working on this chapter because it's all so uncertain. Putting books out myself has taken away that uncertainty. Yes, of course, I'm not going to put out a book that I don't think is decent. I still have to work hard at those things. Maybe not all writing will be publishable um, by me or anybody else. Um, But that element of control has made a huge difference to me so that I'm no longer panicking all the time about the external factors I can't control, um, as in whether it will be um, the thing to hook an editor and something that they haven't already bought that they've got a space for in their publishing catalogue. Also putting books out myself and having some success um, has led to another wonderful side effect, increased contact with readers. Now I did have contact before but it's definitely increased since doing the Crow books. Now, partly this is going to be down to me just having been in the business another year and just, you know, a few more folk having picked up one of my books and maybe thought about getting in touch. But it's also because I've concentrated on building my mailing list and getting to know the people on there. I've sold a decent number of my trad titles, but I have no way of knowing who those readers are unless they seek me out. So this increased feedback and contact um, and the moderate success of my crow books, has created a positive loop of motivation, and this has also increased my confidence. Now, I am not going to be retitling the podcast The Super Confident Writer anytime soon, but compared to where I was, I am feeling miles better about my ability to write books, which some people will enjoy, and that is huge. The point I want to make is this increase in my feelings of positivity and, and confidence have been key in getting me to write more. On this subject, I've been using a newsfeed eradicator app on my Facebook page, um, on my browser, and what it does is it shows you an inspirational quote instead of your newsfeed so that you don't end up mindlessly scrolling when you just popped on to check your notifications. Highly recommended, by the way. Anyway, recently, um, one of the wee quotes that popped up was, optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. And that's attributed to Helen Keller. Now, I haven't checked the attribution or source for that quote, but regardless, it struck me as absolutely perfect for this discussion. I didn't realise before just how true that statement is. I didn't realize that hope and optimism, the general feeling that things will go well and the confidence at the realization that you're empowered, that you are captain of your own ship and that you will be able to release your book and that some folk will like it is vital to producing books over the long term. I have said it before, and I'll say it again, we are not digging ditches. Our work goes on between our ears, in our minds. We need to cultivate a good working environment in order to thrive. And, for my money, becoming empowered is vital. If you are continually waiting for permission, and your entire career depends on the whims of a handful of people, then you will not be able to truly relax and enjoy your writing. I really hope that the lessons I have learned this year are helpful to you too. As I say, I am feeling super positive, but also absolutely exhausted at the moment. This is always a low energy time of the year for me. um, And as I say, I think the busyness of the year is catching up with me. I'm really looking forward to taking some time off over the Christmas holiday and I'm also going to build in self-care, exercise and proper breaks into my plans for next year. Speaking of which, next month's episode will be a rundown of my plans and goals for 2020. If you have any questions about how I go about setting these or anything else on publishing, writing, mindset or productivity, do get in touch. You can email me sarah at worriedwriter.com. And as always, I would love to hear your suggestions for the show. I've had requests for a non-fiction writer as a guest, so I'm looking into that. So before I sign off for 2019, I want to share my exciting news. At the top of the show, I said that I set a super big goal for my writing business and that I had hoped to hit it in a couple of years' time. The goal was to earn enough from writing that my husband could leave his job. He has been the main wage earner since we started our family 19 years ago, and it has always been my dream to take that pressure off him and to give him some more freedom. Excitingly, he tweaked this goal to include him working on my publishing business full-time, doing as much of the publishing, technical, admin and marketing tasks as possible to free up my time for writing and other creation, like this podcast. So back in January, I hired him out of his job one day a week. So every Monday, he has been working on Siskin Press, which has gone really, really well and has been so helpful. We're just, we're a really good team. (laughs) And now, earlier than we had dreamed was possible, he is joining Siskin Press full time from next month. We're both very excited and I will chat about how we're going to tackle some of the planning and practicalities in my January episode. And as always, I will share any lessons learned or hopefully useful tips for anybody else thinking about working with their partner or spouse. That's it from me today. Thank you so much for listening and for your support this year. Thank you for sharing the show on social media, sending messages, rating, and reviewing. It means so much to me to know that you like the show and find it useful. A quick shout out to some lovely folk on Twitter: is Nikki Golding, who is at Nikki underscore Golding, Alex Kelso, who is at Alex Kelso Author, and Lisa Redmond who is at Lisa Reads Books. I hope you have a wonderful December and if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a very merry one. Thank you for being here with me and for this little podcast community we have formed. I really do wish you well and thank you for keeping me company during 2019. See you in 2020. Thanks for listening today. For show notes and links, head to worriedwriter.com. If you'd like to connect, find me on Twitter at Sarah R. Painter or use the hashtag worriedwriter. See you next time.